This is George. And this is Donna. And this is Currently with George and Donna. Real tired. Oh, babies. Real tired. You're real tired? You are? Why? Because life. And what went right? And what went right. I'm tired of living right. (laughs) I want to live wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, what are we going to talk about today? Well, what got me so tired? All this traveling, girl. There's two things that got me uh, tired. Traveling and all this talk about coughing. Coughing? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean, coughing? The paranoid look you give someone when they cough nowadays. Oh, oh, okay. So we're going to talk about travel and coronavirus in one episode? (laughs) Okay, I did not know that. (laughs) I thought it was two episodes. Yeah. Okay. So traveling. (laughs) Traveling, yes. We traveled to, for George's job again, um, to Florida. Two different cities, 14 days. Non-stop work. Wait, no, it was more than 14 days, right? It was close to that. It was about 14 days. It was a day ahead, then you did like a few days, then two days in between, a then seven days. A little bit over days. two weeks, yeah. Yeah, a little over 14 days, right. Well, we go, most of the time, most years we go to Palm Beach, Florida and Naples, Florida, or one or the other, I feel like. And this year you had to do both. Mm-hmm. So instead of coming home in between of those two cities, we just stayed mm-hmm. for two days and went to the beach. That was nice. Yeah, it was kind of nice just to have a break in between. Never did that before. Usually we would travel back home, spend a day, then travel back. Yeah, they, it's kind of crazy, but George's job most of the time makes him fly to one of the Florida cities, come back work for one day in the office, and then fly out to the other Florida city, mm-hmm. if he does both in one year. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of... What, well, let me ask you, what was better, doing that or spending two days in between on the beach? Two days in between on the beach. I thought so. I think I drank a whole bottle of wine just one day. You did. You really did one day. I had to, t- I had to remind you to eat. <laughs> and I walked across... That's it's- the best kind of beach day. <clears throat> so, actually, we went to three Florida cities. Because we were in Palm Beach first, but then we drove to Fort Lauderdale to stay on the beach for our two days, by our, you know, mm-hmm. not, not affiliated with your job. And this, there's a part of Fort Lauderdale that has like this really cool little boardwalk area. Mm-hmm. And there's literally like biking and walking and scootering and whatever in the middle. And the beach is on one side and on the other side is like eating places and like little shops and stuff. So it's all in the same area, and it's a boardwalk. And so I remember I had to go get you some uh, Greek food to eat. Yeah. To, to, to make sure you ate something yeah. with all your red wine. I feel like I, when I was there, I feel like growing up, I saw a lot of commercials for Fort Lauderdale. Mm. Like, you want to go to Fort Lauderdale. That's where the party's at. And so right. now, because you don't see those commercials anymore, <laughs> Fort Lauderdale feels like... Well, we made some money, and uh, yeah, there's a beach, and there's a boardwalk, and um, cool. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that, but it's very nice. I think so, yeah. There's some parts that are very nice. Yeah, some parts were very nice. Um, They have these cute little... um, Oh, (laughs) this became a conversation. They have these cute little 
um, motels, I'd call them, like inns, like beachside inns, mm-hmm. beachside motels, like overlooking the beach, right, you know, right on that boardwalk. And I told George, I was like, they look like, some of these look like the apartments in that show. And and, uh, and I was trying, and I'll describe it before George told you what it is. I was like, you know, it, it was like the spinoff of 90210. And it was like an apartment building that was like L or U-shaped around a pool. And they had like a courtyard and all kinds of drama would happen. And George was like looking at me like I'm nuts for a minute. And he's like, you mean Melrose Place? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's it. I have never seen it. And George was like, what? You ever saw Melrose Place? Nope, never saw it. But that's what these little motels reminded me of, like a setup like that. So I remember one specific episode of Melrose Place where they were, a couple was considering or about to cheat on their taxes or something. <laughs> And then one guy had a dream that the FBI came to bust him, and it was a dream, so he said, I'm not going to do that. There was some kind of, you know, drama. On their income taxes? I don't know what it was, but it was important tax stuff. And then he had that dream. Yeah, I I remember this because I was like, I'll always pay my taxes. (laughs) I don't want the FBI showing up at my pool house, breaking in and arresting me. Oh, my word. You poolside apartment. Is what you meant, right? Yeah, I had a poolside apartment in my dreams <laughs> when I was little. A motorcycle for some reason. Uh, whenever I picture my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I remember Melrose Place for that. Cool. And like before the Avengers, you know, uh, and the connected universe, like to have a 90210 spinoff and then you see the characters from 90210 come on or whatever, uh, it was like, what? They know each other. Oh, so they did They did go on to I, Melrose Place? I don't know. 100%. Oh, no. Do we need to fact check this? You can fact check it. But I feel like I was expecting that to happen. <laughs> so here's what. At the end of the year this year, I'm going to go, I cannot believe we finally are millionaires. And then when somebody goes, what? You guys made over a million? I'm like, well, I was expecting that to happen. <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> That's basically well, what you just said. But you said it was a spinoff, right? So well, it was connected a somehow. Well, it, I remember it it's being... It's not a brand new well, thing. Well, I remember it being a uh, spelling... What's that guy's name? Aaron Spelling? One of his shows. And they were saying it's like some sort of spinoff. But if you remember, five minutes ago, I said I had never seen it. So, I don't know if the same characters... Go so, on. You, you looked never, at me like I was crazy by not having seen it. never seen, seen it. something... You looked at me like I was crazy because I never saw it, and now you're like, I don't even know who was on it certain, with certainty. Are you serious, George Peralta? Is that what you're telling <laughs> Melrose me? Melrose spinoff, 90210. The internet says it was a spinoff of the original Bugsy okay. Hills, 90210. Ah, oh, so you, they introduced wait, wait, the character. Wait, say the name of the website that you're getting this from. <laughs> Teendramahorde.com. <laughs> That's literally the first site that comes up if you type in Melrose Place spinoff. I just see a teen <laughs> dramatic person. Oh my gosh! Sitting in their room watching nine hundred two one zero and typing furiously on the computer to update. And this was done updated in two thousand nine. So I wonder what kind of uh, teen drama horish things they got into. Well, let me ask you this. 
I don't want to click on this. I, so. I got a question. Gun to your head. Is is the facilitator of teendramahore.com a man or a woman? It's a man. 100%. Of course it's a man, right? It's 100%. 100% a man. Okay. There's no gun way. To, gun to your head. <laughs> teendramahore.com. Is it a middle-aged man or is it a teenage boy? Ooh, that is... Well, it's 2020 now. This was 2009. So do you want me to answer? But is it? this website still in effect? We're just oh, looking I'm not at, clicking on it. Right. We're just looking at the top Google response. I'm not clicking on that. I don't I'm, want the FBI to I'm drop into that no, house, break in, and arrest me. <laughs> I'm saying no matter if this was written in 2009 or today, it's the same guy who's running the website Well, still. it sounds kind of sophisticated because look at the way that it... Because it, 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 they said whore, not hoe? No, no, no. But oh. the, the writing, it says, but the major fact these articles are overlooking is that the original Melrose Place was a spinoff to the original Beverly Hills 90210. Here's what you need to know. In April 1992, Beverly Hills 90210 introduced a character by the name of Jake Hansen. Uh, and then you have to continue to click on the link. But, okay, I'm going to say you teenager still- only because, but the major fact that these articles are overlooking. That means there's there's some drama going on around this time. I'm going to say middle age defending man wrote this. You think it's sophisticated? It's it's yes. By the sophistication, yeah, a middle-aged man is the facilitator of teendramahore.com, A hundred percent. I'm. Oh. I know he is. Anyway, we digress because what you meant to find out by googling was any of the original characters on there, right? Well, uh, I mean, one of the characters was introduced there, but are you? Oh, uh, to see if there was some. Uh, some crossover. Let's yeah, see that's what we're says. really trying to find out. We'll talk about I knew it was a spin. See, I don't give our listeners incorrect information. So if I say it was a spinoff, you don't need to double check that part. What we're trying to double check is if any of the original characters were on it, because I've never seen it. Hmm. And I'll have you know, sir, that you're not allowed to look at me like I'm crazy in the future when I say I haven't seen something, because you don't even know what characters were on it. So there. It's been a long time. This was 1992. I was eight years old watching <gasps> oh Melrose Place. So, so what do you think? Ha- what do you think? Well, what I think is where was Juana <laughs> when this was going on? Because I feel like that show was a little too grown up for you to be watching at eight years old. And again, I've never seen it, but I know for sure that there had to have been some early adult type situations going on and some insinuated sexual things yeah but a lot of those things flew over my head oh kind of like the golden girls huh with me yeah yeah. i cannot believe when i see an episode of the golden girls today i cannot believe that my mom let me watch the golden girls i think i've said that before on this podcast you think you enjoyed it doubly as much now though um you know what that's a great question part of the things and now you laugh for that part and the other part that's a really good question and i think why so many people are having a resurgence of their love of the Golden Girls is because a lot of kids watched it. Because um, I'm sure it was part of that like TV lineup, you know, on certain night of the week or whatever. Because all we did when we were little in the 80s and 90s was watch TV, it feels like. But um, I think because we're able to get new jokes that we never got back in the day, that that lends to a lot of a resurgence in love for certain programs. Mm-hmm. Because we... 
We're like, oh, okay. So we can enjoy it the same way that our parents might have enjoyed it. Mm, mm, mm. Like our parents got all the jokes. Mm. We, we didn't get it. We were just like, ha oh, ha, Blanche. She goes on a date with a lot of men. <laughs> and that's all we knew when we were nine years old. You know, like, oh, she's too funny. She's on a date every night. But now it's like, oh, okay. Blanche was a hoe. <gasps> she was a, not a teen drama hoe, but she was a geriatric drama hoe. <laughs> Whore.com. Anyway, so how did we get... Oh, yeah, the the hotels in Fort Lauderdale. Kind of yeah. remind me of that. So they got little Melrose places happening all over the place. Mm. I like it. I think that uh, uh, I, w- I would go back. I would go back. I'd mm. like to be um, at one of those places and just kind of... It, it was really peaceful, lovely. A lot of people. People watching was fun. Oh, you know what else it reminded me of? I said this when we were there. You know the apartment that Mary lives in in the sh- in the movie Something About Mary. Mm. <clears throat> that like little beach condo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. looking thing. She lives with Magda. That's the kind of ho- little ho- beachside hotels they had. Gotcha. Yeah, which is funny because that takes place in Miami, which is not far from Fort Lauderdale. It's like an hour away or something. Mm. Or yeah, about an hour, right? Hour and a half. It's on the same shoreline, for sure. It's on the eastern part of Florida. Then, after we were done with our little vacay part, we drove to the west side of Florida mm-hmm. and went to Naples, Florida. Do you like Naples, Florida? I do. I think it's nice. Um, you got to drive everywhere, but um, um, there was one place that we stayed on that I liked the best, which was that Bayfront Inn. I didn't like that place. Why not? It had that, you walk and it was on it was, water and... It was too dated too for dated. me. Mm. Like the bathroom was dated. But there it had no like a little, you could stuff. walk down to the little community thing and then you can also go to restaurants around there and then it had the water so you could sit we were the- We were right by that area but on the other side. Oh, okay. So for me, it was the same. Like we were literally like a half a mile from the bayfront. Oh, okay. I gotcha. But we stayed in the, what was it, the Marriott this time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holiday Inn Express, I think. <clears throat> yeah, Holiday Inn Express. The Marriott was at the first location in Palm Beach. Mm. Living that Marriott life. I'll, have, I'll say that we ate really good mm-hmm. the entire two weeks. Too much and really good. Too, well, you ate too much. Speak for yourself. But we ate really good. Yeah. Like, really, really good. We you know what would you say was your top favorite restaurant that we went the oh whole two Lord. weeks gun to your head gun to my head. i would say oh that's hot that's tough i don't know i know we, this is the second time we went to true lux in um naples florida and that's like a seafood a seafood and steakhouse i guess or mainly seafood and they had a lot of lobster dishes that i really liked they had lobster, car- lobster cargo or, or, um, escargot. No, it was a play on the, uh, baked escargot dish. What is that called? Um, it's when they put the escargot in the little, um, little ramekin type dish with the little holes all around. They, they put cheese and garlic on top. Mm-hmm. Well, they did that with lobster instead of the snails. Cause that's what escargot is, snails. Um, and it was so good. It was really delicious. So that might be, gosh, we ate at so many great places. It was such a blessing to be able to do that. I don't know. What do you think? For me, it was Baba. 
Baba, B-H-A exclamation point, B-H-A exclamation point, Baba. <laughs> uh, Persian food recommended to us, so we decided to try it out. Loved it so much, I went twice to it. Um, they had the com- place so nice, we ate it twice. Yeah, the place so nice. <laughs> oh, uh, the place so nice, it's named twice. Yeah. Baba. <laughs> Baba, place so nice, it's named twice. Um... It was really, 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 really good. It had kebabs, but done in a gourmet style where they just surrounded some rice with butter in the middle. Ugh! If I could have that meal every week, I would. It was just fantastic. I got the mixed one the first time, and then the beef tenderloin was phenomenal, so I got it the second time. Just beef tenderloin meal. Um, so, George and I have the same... Well, it's not, really, it's not a problem. I was going to say we have the same problem. But we have the same sort of issue. Like, our looks, like, just aesthetically, when you look at us, we look like we could be many different nationalities or many different ethnicities. Mm -hmm. People constantly try to speak Spanish to me. And not only that, they'll say, they'll get detailed. They say, are you Puerto Rican? Or they'll say, like, are you Cuban? Filipino? Are you Dominican? More more so. (laughs) Filipino? More so in New York, they would get down to the... Okay, so I feel like in New York, they already assumed I was Spanish-speaking, so then it was just up to them to say, are you this? Are mm. you Puerto Rican? Are you Cuban? Mm. They're, they're are on you, to the next question. Yeah, they, they skipped the whole, do you speak Spanish or are you Spanish-speaking? They were on to the next question. Down here, it's mo- mainly... Like, I just had a, a lady the other day from a title company say, say, you speak Spanish, right? And I was like, Nope. Um, she, she turned out to be Cuban, um, but she thought I spoke Spanish and I was like, no, I don't. So it happened more so in New York that they were on to the next question, but people still think I speak Spanish all the time. People ask me if I'm Italian. People ask me if I'm Arabic. That's the one I get the least, but I have gotten it a few times. And what else? There's one more thing. Like people ask me. Oh, shoot. I'm drawing a blank. Well, obviously never, like, Asian. I have been asked if I'm Albanian before. Were you making a joke? Yeah, I just pulled one out of my butt. No. Are you serious? In New York, I was asked if I was... Oh, Albanians are Eastern Europeans. Mm. So, anyway, I've been asked if I'm from different countries before. Uh, And George, I feel like nobody goes to Dominican. Like, nobody would look at George and go, are you Dominican? No, Puerto Rican, if they know I'm Spanish, if they've already made the jump somehow. Typically Italian or uh, Middle Eastern. Okay, that was my point just now. George loved this place, Baba, so much. (laughs) So much. Um, I became And George has got a... (laughs) George has got a beard going on right now with George's black hair and his black beard and me sitting next to him who also looks Middle Eastern. I'm sure they thought we were Middle Eastern up in that Well, place. it was whenever you tried to speak, I told you to shut up. <laughs> that was the problem. Um, well, no. No, no, no. Um... <laughs> I never tried to speak. (laughs) Or else I would say. (laughs) Anyway. um, No, seriously. George looks like... If George has a beard out, like, 
he looks more like it. And I'm 100% certain that both nights we went there, because we went there twice, um, that they thought we were Middle Eastern. Because you, you look more Middle Eastern than you do Spanish by far. With my beard or without my beard? Put it this way. We went, one of the nights we went out to eat with uh, the people who own one of the jewelry companies who are, uh, what country they're from? Persia. Well, they're Persian, but do you know what country they're from? Persian. Maybe. Sure. Are they Israeli or are they Jordanian maybe? Not sure. Anyway. Persian. We'll have to find out next time. Anyway, they speak Arabic. Um, he looked like he could be the third brother of these, of these two guys. He, he really did. He looked like he could be the third one. Like he could be the, the father. The father is really sweet. Um, he, he gives me two kisses, one on each cheek every time he sees me. Because uh, I guess that's a more European thing to do, yeah. right? Um, we already told him he could be the grandfather of our, of our children, the godfather of our children, because I'm pretty sure he's a billionaire. So (laughs) we're like, done. You're the, you're the godfather. But anyway, yeah. So George looks really, really, really Middle Eastern right now. Mm -hmm. So so let's talk about the way, well, is there anything else you want to say about Florida or traveling? Nope. Let's talk about coming back from Florida. Well, I missed the house. That was a big one. You missed home. Yeah, I couldn't wait to get back. I couldn't wait to get back in our bed. Mm. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but you should feel bad. Um, George and I have the best luck with picking mattresses for our bed. When we got met, well, actually, we've earned the good luck. We had some bad luck with picking our very first set of mattresses. Long story. We will never tell it. But, um, uh, but, but after that, we prayed about that. We let it go. Um, after that, when we, we, we got our first king-size bed. Because in New York City, I cannot believe this still, but we slept on a, on a full-size bed for years. Mm. For two How long were we there? Yeah, from 2009 to 2011. For two years, we slept on a full-size bed. What? Uh-uh. I could never do that today. Mm. Never. First of all, your snoring's out of control now. I need a little bit of distance. But, um... I don't snore. Okay, George. Uh, but, so, our bed that we bought when we first moved down here, the mattress was like heaven. It, it was just... It was wonderful. Well, we had the mattress for, what was it, seven years? We just did the math the other day on how long we lived there. From December 30th, 2011 to 2018. Mm. Seven and a half years. And then we're like, let's go ahead and buy a new mattress because we could put the other mattress upstairs in a guest room. A side note, everyone who has slept on that mattress upstairs since we put it up there has said the mattress is like heaven. (laughs) So anyway, we got a new one when we moved in here. What is it like, George? Like sleeping on a cloud. Mm-hmm. So even when we go to hotels, we're like, oh, this bed's really comfy. It's still no match nah, for coming home like to it. this bed. I don't like it. Mm-mm. Not one bit. Like, that's the part I always forget about traveling. You know how some people 
like love to travel, but there's probably an aspect that they remember when they're traveling. They're like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing that it's I'm like sure. exciting. Like I need to get out of town. I need to leave. But then when you leave, you're like, oh, I have to live off these tiny little bottles of shampoo and conditioner, right. generic bottles of shampoo and conditioner, or like that weird soap at hotels where once you crack that uh, plastic open, that thing is slowly disintegrating right. <laughs> into nothing and attaching to everything. Yeah. It's a it's a like low 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 minuscule level of what moms feel like when they give birth, and it's so horrible. But then they get the baby, and all the chem- nice chemicals kick in, and then they have the baby, and then they love the baby, and then they get pregnant again, and they give them birth, and they go, oh yeah, that's what this is. Oh yeah, I forgot how horrible giving birth is. That's so yeah. I'm sure like traveling with these inconveniences is like a, a tiny fractional version of that like oh yeah i forgot I, how horrible this one part of traveling I, is i thought about like if i was really wealthy like I, one of the things that makes me happy is george wealthy. you are really wealthy yeah but like rich like buy your own island money look how healthy you are Th- thank you you're rich <laughs> anyway go ahead <laughs> um was like having uh not like an RV, but like a, a, like a workshop brought with me to places. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, we're going to Maui for three weeks, four weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I had that kind of money to stay Wait, in Maui. Wait, we're going to Maui? No. Oh. If we had that kind of money. Oh, okay. Like to bring that container or whatever it is to that location to where I could still do mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I would still have that like workshop stuff if I wanted to work on a project and or... Uh, enter anything entertaining books and, and things like that right um <clears throat> it makes me wonder okay so especially with like instagram you see these celebrities on their private jets all the time right and it makes me wonder like okay i see them on the jet they're just chilling with some champagne and like got their blanket on on their six chairs and there's only two of them on there most of the time Mm. you know sometimes there's like four people on there but they still have a big cargo hold right because if you look at a plane that you and i get on and like 250 people get on it and then you see all the bags that they're bringing with them and then all the bags that they've checked when you stand at the carousel when the bag you're like the baggage hold on the plane must be massive Mm. And it doesn't look like it when you're outside of the plane looking at the plane from the windows. It doesn't look like all those people and all those bags could fit. Yeah. But I guess volume is tricky, right? Volume is like something cubed. So I guess your eyes play trick on you, tricks on you with how much something can hold. But um, you think like, okay, these celebrities get on these private jets. I guess they could have the opportunity to bring a ton of stuff with them. And you don't see it in their Instagram pics because it's all in the cargo hold. But their cargo hold must be like big compared to the size yeah. of that plane too, right? Like they must bring a ton of stuff. Speaking of planes. Yeah. The flight back. Couldn't wait to get home. Just wanted to come home. Just wanted to yeah, come home. Yeah, George was tired. I got to hand it to my man. He does work extremely, extremely hard on these trips. First of all... 
He misses some some days off, especially if they do that thing where they make him come home, then turn around and fly back out. He's okay. got to work in between. But this time, after four years, he finally listened to me. I kept telling him <laughs> for four and a half years, you need to schedule yourself a day ahead of time or after each trip to relax. You got to do that. You got to do that. So he finally did it. And I feel like it helped. Could you imagine if you had to work the whole like 15 days straight? It would have mm. been nuts. But... Um, he works really, really, really hard. Aww. He has to, y'all, I can't even, I'm going to try to make a brief, but he has to catalog all the items in his department that are going to the show. And it's a lot. How many, like a few hundred, you think, or items? Yeah. A few hundred items. And these are not like, uh, Pieces of bubble gum. These are like very, very, very special things that have value. So he has to like make sure that he has to ship them off. He doesn't carry them with him. Everybody out there, don't, don't get any ideas. He gets them ready at his store and he, he ships them off using a security company. And But has to catalog them all, make sure they all get shipped. Then he has to make sure they all make it there. He has to wait for the word saying they all made it there. So then he has to fly to the show. He doesn't get any chit-chat time. He has like, got to be ready. He's got to have a suit iron, shade ready to go. Then he gets to the show. Then he works all these days straight on his feet the whole time. If, he, if they have a lull in the crowd, he's got to get on his computer and make sure things are getting shipped out that were just purchased, blah, 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 all the stuff, right? Then, at the end of the show, he has to physically, you think they would hire somebody, he has to physically pack up all these things himself and ship them back to the store mm-hmm. or to the next location where they're going. Then when he gets back to his store, whenever he returns to work, He's got to unpack all these things, catalog them, inventory them, put them all back in the safe or the the um, showcase or wherever. It's not easy. So this is not like a, a big vacation for him. For me, yes, it is a big vacation. For him, no, it's not. And, uh, and he gets really tired. So I can imagine you were ready to get home. Yep, I was desperate to get home. So anyway. And we're on the plane. Ugh. And it shakes a little, which is like cool, you know, not a big deal. Shakes a little bit more, not a big deal. Then it starts shaking. Shake, shake, shake. Shake that plane. And it does a side wave. What I call a sideway dive, if there is mm-hmm. such a thing. Because mm-hmm. it's so weird. You're in the air, 360 all around you. Nowhere, you know, and the the plane shakes and then does this violent move. Then people start screaming. So you're forgetting, though, you're forgetting one major element of, oh, yeah. uh, of this wasn't just turbulence. Because what else was going on? Thundering and lightning. Bright lightning. So it was at night. Yeah. So we took off from Naples to come back home at night. And we get on the plane and they announce, oh, hello, folks. Going to be some bumpy weather. But uh, we'll try to get you through it as fast as, you know, the thing that they do. Mm-hmm. We'll try to get you through it as fast as possible, but it's going to be some thunderstorms. Girl, <laughs> we get to what's supposed to be cruising altitude. we way up in the sky. <laughs> and this crazy turbulence is happening with flashes of the lightning yeah. 
all around the plane. So it would be like a flash of lightning, then a plane would do a dip to the right. Like I'm talking like the right wing dip, dips down probably at a 15 degree angle, right? Mm -hmm. And then like to the left side, it did it. And to the right side, it did it. So and it wasn't just up and down turbulence, it was side to side while up and down turbulence. And people just, uh, they, everybody reacts differently. You go, you you kind of stay silent, start praying, I start praying. I stayed silent, yeah. But I hear people laughing about it. And then I hear like the screams for every little bump. Yeah, ah, I, I had that's my, scary. To I me. had my earbuds in because I was watching a movie and I heard people scream. Yeah, and then I look across the aisle and there's this guy programming, and he doesn't. The world could be ending. That dude is still tapping away like nothing's going on. Good for him. Yeah, I was like, man, in the zone. Yeah, in the zone. Next mark. Uh, uh, uh I was gonna say the next Mark Wahlberg, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was writing that business plan for that burger shop. It's yeah, about to come burger. out. Uh, he but, owns a Dodge now. Um, so so we so George and I, I feel like we travel quite a bit. Now look, we're not the biggest travel. There are some people who travel weekly for their jobs. Yeah, like they're take, home one a week, once a week. Right. Uh, they fly twice a week. Once to go to work. Once to go home. You know, twice a week. There and there all the time. I feel like for normal quote-unquote normal people we fly a lot like in 2017 we took 33 flights Mm. last year oh no that was 2018 that was 2018 last year i don't know in 2019 maybe maybe half that Mm -hmm. or so a little bit more than that so none of our friends fly that much Mm. um take 30 over 30 flights a year but i feel like we, we do our you know, we took the most flights last year to Maldives because we went from here to New York mm. to Qatar to the Maldives to mm-hmm. the island, then from the island to Qatar to New York here, whatever. So we took like probably, how many flights was that last year? Seven, eight. Seven, eight in just that one trip. Yeah. So maybe that upped us a little bit. But anyway, uh, for two people who fly quite a bit. That was in my top three scariest flights ever. What about you? Yeah, that was up there. That was up there. And then you could feel like when the terminus is not going in a way that we're doing the sideways thing, then you feel the the, the aircraft go like rev up. <gasps> okay. Because yeah. he wants to go up above it. And right. we kind of go on an incline and you feel that incline. But the more I thought about it, it's like in the vehicle... You probably don't realize what kind of incline it is, but I bet you if we saw outside the plane, that thing was was pivoting pretty uh, vertically, going like it up. Like it pitched up. It pitched up. Yeah, yeah. So the weird thing is, like the pilot, you could tell was doing some maneuvering around all this. So we're already like what twenty thousand, twenty five thousand feet or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. He would take off. What felt like when you're taking off from the ground, he would do that already from the air. Yeah. Like, he'd be like, like, rev up the engines a lot, and you'd feel the plane pitch up. Mm -hmm. So he was trying to go faster and higher, but we're already in the air. And it was like, oh, my gosh. And then we'd get up there, 
And I guess he didn't feel like he had to do that. So he would slow down and pitch down. And it's like, okay, we got an hour left in this fight. I know there's no way we're landing right now. Yeah. So why are we going why down? Are we going down? Like, it was just like, oh, I could not wait for that flight to be over And of over course, he, he gets on and apologizes for the turbulence and stuff. Didn't realize it. And then he says, oh, and we're going to have a little bit more on the landing. Yes. <laughs> So it went away for a little bit, and he allowed this. He, he allowed the flight attendants. And he was like, "We're gonna allow them to come around with the drink service." That's always a good sign. That's a good sign. So, uh, so he comes around, and then he's like, "We're gonna try to make it quick, cause we're gonna be running into more." And I was like, "Dear Lord Jesus, please!" After what looked like being caught in a a movie for the first half of the flight with the lightning crashing in the side to side and up and down dips, like it seriously, I felt like we we're in some sort of like. Tom Cruise movie. Mm. Um, or what's what's a movie about planes and it's not great? Um, Snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane. Wait, do they, was there even any turbulence on <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't there be? There are snakes. Is anybody from 90210 <laughs> on it? <laughs> but anyway, I was like, Lord, I don't, please don't let the second half be as bad as the first. And all this while I'm trying to watch Judy. Judy got nominated for Oscar and Freaky... But Renee Zellweger won a Golden Globe and an Oscar and was her weirdo self. Except in both of those, I was like, I've got to see this movie. Was it good? It was fantastic. Really? Yes. Who is Judy is what I want to know. Judy Garland. You know The Wizard of Oz? Yes. Dorothy? Yeah. That's Judy Garland. Uh, You know Liza Minnelli? Yeah. From, uh, you know her from Arrested Development? That's her mom. No way. You're, you didn't know that? I did not know that. What? Judy Garland is Liza Minnelli's Does mom. she also have uh, um, vertigo? Uh, drug-induced? <laughs> yes. Yes. They both have That's drug-induced That's a reference from Arrested vertigo. Development for the, those of you out there with the love yes. and passion that we have for Arrested Development. You know Development. what I think we should do? What? I think we should save coronavirus for the next one. And how we'll do it? We'll leave them on a cliffhanger. Dude, you know, I know this is a joke that you're making. Don't cough on the mic. That was too soon. Like, we're in the middle of this right now. We're in the I middle know. of this. I know. But, this but is it's the comedian example. thing. It's that comedian thing right. where, like, you know the joke. Right. You know the joke. Like, uh, what was it? Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld were talking about that. And they're like, they're at the funeral. They're at a funeral. Yes. And they know the joke that is perfect that and they're so gonna good. they're going to tell. But they're but they, like... How long do I have to, to wait till I can say the joke? Yeah, like we're we're currently at the funeral and we know a joke we want to make, but and it's so good. But we obviously can't make it at the funeral, and we obviously can't make it next week. But when can we make yes. the joke about that person or about the funeral <laughs> or the situation? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, babies. Well, segue. next time. We'll talk about uh, this uh, mass hysteria that we're having. Oh, my word. Uh, I'm the clamped. And uh, just our approaches to it and what we think people's approaches should be. Um, because one of us is a scientist. Yes. And the other is a beautiful wife. Boom, boom. That's all, folks. We love you, babies. Bye, Have a babies. good night. Bye.